to the Her Influence podcast, calling women to rise in purpose and influence your world with real voices, bold words, and whole hearts. The Her Influence podcast is created on behalf of Gather Women by Women in Canada for women everywhere to rise in their leadership influence wherever they are planted. And now, here are your hosts, Kathy Ostapchuk, Vanessa Hoyes, and Caitlin Say. Welcome to the Her Influence podcast today. It's Kathy Ostertruck again here with you. Delighted to be with you uh, this new year, 2021. I love the newness of the number and I don't know about you, but I'm fully intending to ring all I can out of the opportunities this year after what we've been through. We're so excited to keep journeying with you at Gather Women, offering you tools and encouragement, curriculum, online conferences, uh, weekly social posts, blogs. And I myself write a Monday motivation every Monday uh, to bring you some truth and some encouragement. So please subscribe to our email list and that can come in your inbox every Monday. Well, again, we have such an amazing guest to come on the podcast today. His name is Mr. Rich Birch, a fellow Canadian up here in Canada. And you know, I love Rich because he is all about what's next and specifically encouraging the next generation leaders. And you're going to hear his message from a seat at the table, which we did online November of 2020. And Rich just brought such a powerful message about what the church is going to look like, of course, in the future, particularly as we head into a new year, and who maybe should be helping shape and lead the church. And so I was so inspired to hear this message, and it really confirms that we need to invest in the seed of the next generation, the next generation of leaders. And so I want to tell you a little bit about Rich. He's one of the early multi-site church pioneers in North America, actually. So his reach, his influence extends far beyond Canada. He actually led the charge in helping the Meeting House in Toronto to become the leading multi-site church in Canada. In addition, he served on the leadership team of Connexus Church in Ontario, a North Point Community Church strategic partner. He's also been a part of the lead team at Liquid Church, a six-location multi-site church serving the Manhattan-facing suburbs of New Jersey. Liquid is known for its innovative approach to outreach and community impact. Rich is passionate about helping churches reach more people more quickly through excellent execution. He's got a weekly blog and a podcast that helps with stuff you wish they taught in seminary, and it's called Unseminary. His latest best-selling book is Church Growth Flywheel, Five Practical Systems to Drive Growth at Your Church. It's an Amazon bestseller in the church leadership category. He lives with his wife, Christine, and his two teenaged girls in central Ontario with their dog, Rory. So, so excited to bring you this message from Rich. I learned a lot. I took a lot of notes because it's not only information, but it's inspiration. And you know, the Her Influence podcast is called Her Influence Podcast, but really this is for any and all leaders who are wanting to be part of what God's doing in this nation in the months and years to come. Again, we're so thankful to Compassion Canada, who have been such a faithful strategic partner with us. They are still doing really, really great work all over the globe as the pandemic and the impact of it continues. So 
be sure to go to compassion.ca to see how you can engage with them. And now, without further ado, want you to lean in and listen to this fabulous message from Rich Birch. You know, it's been said that the COVID crisis of 2020 has been an accelerant on trends. Well, today, friends, I want to challenge you with a trend that I believe is just around the corner, something that is being accelerated. You know, we just have to look around us and we can see uh, how COVID is pushing things that were already changing in our culture farther and faster. You've seen the really the demise uh, of the office space. This has been the year that people have started to work from home and all across the country, we're seeing uh, organizations who are pausing, delaying return to office by months, some by years, some will never reopen office space again. Now, it wasn't that uh, office space was such a great uh, thing before. We already had seen a trend towards uh, office, people working at home and offices becoming more and more redundant. COVID just accelerated that trend. Another trend is really the trend towards online shopping. Uh, I don't know if your home is anything like my home, but for a decade, maybe a decade plus, uh, we have been getting some of these smile boxes from Amazon at our house. But this year, what we've seen is COVID has accelerated the value of and our dependence on online shopping and e-commerce. I was reading an article recently about Jeff Bezos and the value of Amazon this year has grown by, wait for it, $850,000 per per employee at Amazon. So that means every the value of the company has gone up by 850,000 per employee. Why is that? Because COVID has accelerated a trend that was already there. Uh, you and I are depending more on e-commerce now than we ever have before. Or maybe more tragically, we've seen an acceleration in mental health issues. I know in my church and in the ministries I serve, uh, we have seen an increase in really the need to lean in to help people with mental health issues. And COVID has accelerated it. It's not that we weren't dealing with an anxiety pandemic a year ago, but it's now that pandemic is even accelerated, is even more. But today what I wanna do is I wanna challenge us to think about a trend, to think about a trend that I believe that as we come into this kind of second, third phase, of COVID is going to accelerate even more. It's a trend that your ministry and my ministry need to get in front of in the same way that many ministries were caught uh, unawares around uh, the really the switch to online, which many churches had been predicting for years. Uh, we, we, were, we were caught having to struggle with that. Uh, I wanna give you the heads up. I want you to look up over the horizon to look a little bit up over uh, the, the, into the future at a trend that I believe that we are going to see accelerate in the coming years to help you, dear friend, to take a step. And then at the end, I want to challenge you with three things that I think every ministry should be doing as we leave 2020 and get into 2021. And this is the trend I want you to think about. It's how are we going to pass our ministries on to the next generation? 
Uh, I believe for years there has been a leadership crisis in the local church and in Christian ministry more broadly. You know, recently I was talking to a, uh, a denominational leader, uh, a national denomination, a huge influence, and uh, they have, uh, wait for it, 1,500 1,500 pastors uh, who are retiring uh, in the next 10 years. I was talking to this pastor about a year ago. In the next 10 years, they had 1,500 pastors retiring in the next 10 years. However, uh, their, their school where they graduate people every year into ministry was only graduating eight to 10 people a year. Less than 10%, they're graduating out. This is a leadership crisis. Your ministry and my ministry is being impacted by this. You and I need to stare down the barrel and say, what are we doing to hand our ministry off to the next generation? You know, I was born in 1974. Uh, the very bottom, the lowest birth rate year of the 20th century. They talk about boom, bust, and echo. 1974 was the bottom of the bust. I have spent most of my ministry career over these last 20 plus years taking ministry from the boomers and handing it off to the millennials. I think what we are about to see is an acceleration on this pattern, on this trend. And why is that? In the last couple weeks, in the last couple months, I've talked to ministry leaders across the country, across North America. And, and what I keep hearing time and again is from senior leaders who are five, 10 years away from retirement. And this COVID, what has happened, the pressures that have been put on their ministry want them to tap out, want them to say, hey, I am done. Uh, I'm not sure that I can continue to walk this road. The leadership crisis that we saw two years ago, three years ago, 10 years ago is going to accelerate in these coming years. And I want your ministry and I want my ministry to lean in and get ready for it. You know, the millennials, our dear friends, the millennials, who I'm, I'm pro-millennial. I love the millennials. Uh, they're they're going to really help us big time get out of this thing. Uh, millennials this year, according to Nielsen, are, are turning between the ages of 23 and 39. Think about this for a minute, friends. I know for my Gen X friends or for my boomer friends, we think of millennials as like these young people. We think of them maybe as the kids in our youth group. This is just not true. These people are turning 40 next year. They are entering middle age. Welcome to middle age, millennials. That is what this age group is coming to. Now you and I, we have to look seriously at our leadership ranks and saying, what are we doing to hand off the ministry to this group and to Generation Z or Generation Z for our Canadian listeners? What are we doing to hand off the ministry to that generation? Because you know what? Gen Xers and boomers, the message I have for you is you are no longer in the majority. You are in the minority, friends. Uh, millennials are now the largest population uh, in uh, North America. These are the people who need to lead our ministries, who need to take the flag and run it down the field for our ministries. So the question I have for you is, how can we accelerate our pace of giving ministry away to the next uh, generation? How, how can we accelerate that? How do we get ahead of that trend? 
all right, I know I'm, you know, maybe halfway in, a little bit more than halfway in. I need to talk to the Gen Xers among us. I, I need to have a little conversation. Can I pull you in close, Gen Xers? I know that something always works with Gen Xers. When, when you want to connect with them, what do you talk about? You talk about Star Wars and you talk about Han Solo particularly. Now, friends, Han Solo, how old, use your mental math, how old was Han Solo in Star Wars? When, when uh, Harrison Ford played Han Solo, think about that character in the very first movie. When we are introduced to this character, he already has an entire backstory that we can feel. We get a sense, man, this guy has been living for a long time. He's been leading in the Millennium Falcon for a long time. You know how old he was? He was the ripe old age of 35 years old. Ladies and gentlemen, what are the 35-year-olds in your ministry doing? Are they leading the thing? Are they taking the ball and running with it? What about maybe a historic example that we've all gone through recently? We, uh, you know, we loved watching Hamilton. Whoop, bump my TV. We've all watched uh, Hamilton and loved that. Well, you know how old Hamilton was? Uh, Alexander Hamilton, really uh, an incredible uh, leader of the, uh, the American Revolution, a really pivotal uh, leader. You know how old Hamilton was uh, when, uh, Will, uh, when uh, Washington made him as kind of second in command when he, when he brought him? You know how old Hamilton was? He was the ripe old age of 20. Two. Friends, what are we doing to hand it off to the next generation? You know, the list could go on. I started thinking about all these different women and men who have gone before us, who in their 20s and 30s have taken the ministry, have taken their organizations and led forward. I thought about myself. You know, I was in my mid-20s when we first launched our very first campus at the Meeting House, the church I was a part of uh, over 20 years ago. 26 years old when we fundraised to make that thing happen and to kick that door open and to start the revolution that ended up becoming 22 locations and ended up helping that church reach thousands of more people. You have people in your lives that you can think of in their 20s that they took the ministry and ran with it. My question for you is, what are we doing to hand it off to that generation? What are we doing to hand it off to the next generation? You know, when I was a young person, I loved this verse. This was one of those verses that I would look at and I would think about a lot. It's, uh, you know, 1 Timothy 4, verse 12, and it says this, do not let anyone think less of you because you are young. Be an example to all believers in what you say, in the way you live, in your love, in your faith, and in your purity. Now, friends, now that I'm in that kind of middle age, the weird kind of center of my life, I look at this verse differently. See, when I was a young person, I looked at this verse and I found it as a rallying charge. I was like, yeah, I'm not gonna let other people look down on me because I'm young. I wanna, I wanna lead, I wanna, I wanna show my life by example. I wanna be the kind of person that serves the Lord wholly and gives her whole life to God. That's what I thought of this verse. Now I look at this verse as someone who is older, who, who has the leadership baton, who, who is leading, who is, who is holding the purse strings of an organization or two. And I look at this and I, and, I, and I see the reverse of this. And I, I see a challenge from Paul saying to me, do not look down on anyone because they are young, but let them lead where God is taking them. Let them lead in their age. See, see this verse, as much as as an encouragement for Timothy, a young leader who is attempting to lead and to shepherd his flock, uh, this verse for you and for me, for folks who probably are tuning into a conference like this, let's be honest, uh, for you and for me, the challenge of this is do not look down on young people, but let them lead. Let them take uh, what's coming. Let them take the ministry and run with it.
You know, there is a crushing leadership crisis coming your way, friends, and it's coming my way. It does not take long, but to look around, look at the churches in your community, look at the ministries in our country, look at the leaders. There is a significant issue at, in our world, which is we do not have enough leaders to push us forward. You and I, who are in leadership positions, it's our job to do what we can to pass the ministry on to the next generation. That's the big idea, but I wanna give you three real practical things that you could do. Three things that you could leave from this conference and do next. The first is to walk together. You should have a young leader, someone who's, and by young, I don't mean somebody who's like two and a half years younger than you. I mean somebody who's from a different generation, 20 years off your life. You should have them journeying with you. And they should have that, that, that cockpit seat with you. They should be walking together in ministry. You know, I have a, a privilege of being a part of a, a ministry uh, that trains young leaders, this, this Christian camp. And the amazing thing about Christian camping has always been that we require next generation leaders all the time. We're constantly passing this thing on. We bring leaders in and give it to them and let them uh, go with it. But our job as the adults in the room is to walk with them through that process, to say, hey, let's work together. So my challenge for you is when you look around your leadership table, maybe even the table you're with now, where are the young leaders 10, 15, 20 years younger than you? And how can you walk together with them? The next would be to give it away. Give it away. I know that your ministry, can I speak kind of honestly to the founders in this room, to the people who maybe started something or you started a part of your ministry that you're like really, uh, you own it. You like think, you, you, you see it as your own kind of little child. It's your thing. My challenge for you is to give it away. To say, what part of this could you simply give to a younger leader? And say, you know what? I see God at work in you. I, I see you as the kind of person who could take this and run with it. You know, one of the interesting things about leading, it's kind of like riding a bike. The only way you can learn to ride a bike is to do what? Is to ride a bike. So how is someone going to ever lead your ministry that you started unless you let them lead it? You've got to give it away. You've got to prematurely step back. You've got to prematurely say, hey, I want this. I want you to take this part of it. Sure, you might need to do that in sections. You might need to do that in pieces, but you need to fully give it away. You need to give it to someone else. And then the final thing is to fund it, to fund it. Friends, there was a generation that went before us who stepped in in our ministries in our day and who challenged, uh, who were challenged by the vision that we cast and who gave us cash, resources, finances to make it happen. I remember early days, I was talking about this earlier when we launched our very first campus at the Meeting House in 26, when I was 26, 20 years ago. Uh, there was a, a leader who was maybe 20 years older than us who stepped in at a critical moment and said, yeah, I, I can give you a, a sizable amount of money, $100,000 to launch that first campus. The reality of it was that gift was a linchpin gift that God used to open up a generation, a generations of generosity in that church that allowed that church to take steps forward. And you know, for us, for folks that, again, would be watching a conference like this, who've invested to have our teams here, the question I would have for you is, what part of your funding are you giving to a young leader and saying, hey, why don't you go try something? Because you know, the reality of it is, cultural change is happening quickly, and we need leaders from the next generation to sort that thing out. It's not going to be you it's not gonna be me that's gonna figure it out. God's gonna use them with a fresh vision. And sometimes 
The piece of the puzzle that we bring to the table is simply taking the resources that God's given us, that he's entrusted to us in the season that we were leading and say, hey, I would like to fund what God's doing in you. Friends, what can we do for the next generation? How can we help the next generation step in and lead? My name is Rich Birch, and I'm so honored that you took some time uh, to be here today, to listen in. I would be honored for you to check out Unseminary. We provide resources for church leaders like you on stuff they wish they didn't, or the stuff you wish they taught in seminary. Not that you wish they didn't, that you wish they taught uh, in seminary. And I'd love for you to drop by, to listen to our podcast, join our courses, uh, but ultimately to turn around and, and help others step forward in their leadership in this season. So you could hear the energy in Rich's presentation. And if you were part of the A Seat at the Table conference, uh, you could sense him literally jumping off the stage with excitement about, hey, we're here to invest in the next generation of church leaders. So we're so glad that you listened with us today. You can still go to the Gather Women website, actually, and purchase the entire A Seat at the Table conference and watch on-demand any and all of the sessions because they were all pretty amazing. So glad that you joined us. Uh, stay with us. Gather has some unique things uh, popping your way in the next few months. A new, um, a new intake of interns has already started. We're excited about these girls from across the nation to help us grow the movement. And also, we are launching our very first Gather Collective membership platform with amazing guests from across the nation, leading, leading voices, leading female voices, and perhaps some male voices as well thrown in there. So stay tuned with us. Uh, we don't want you to miss a thing that God is doing in Gather, in the movement, in the nation. And we're so glad that you are joining us and have joined us today. Share this podcast, write a review, let everyone know that you're tracking with us at Gather. And we'll talk to you next time. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Her Influence Podcast. Download and share this episode and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Go to gatherwomen.com for show notes, resources, and events in your area. We invite you to join the movement to hear the voices of women represented in equal value and strength in all kingdom conversations, and to see the presence of women in equal value and strength in every area of influence. And now, rise in purpose and influence your world with real voices, bold words, and whole hearts.